And we're here live, episode 301, 301 episodes of Between Two Worlds podcast. This is Tyler Yonke, stage 14, Animas to Morzine Les Portes de Soleil, 151.8 kilometers, one, two, three, four, five categorized climbs along the way. We had fireworks. We had a reminiscent issue back to 2013 and Chris Froome running up the Mont Ventoux. Stay tuned, getting to it. Massive the number of people have been upgrading. Yes, there you go. You see the great balloon that you were talking about before. The race we've got yet again, and a victor then goes victory to an American Andy Hampton. The belt go bite. He looks at the Colombian rider. How are you doing? Straight past Santiago Patero, and he's coming up to Pantani. Armstrong is uh, sort of the last few hundred meters as we come towards the finish of this monumental stage in Armstrong. As we start to approach the line now, Pantani fits it deep and accelerates and over the line. He's going now to win stage number 15. Sepkus, an emotional finish from Durango in the USA. Sepkus wins. Here we are. Welcome, everybody. Mark Tucker is doing a, he said, two hours, 14 minutes into a trainer ride. Let's go. Yes, we're going. Sepkus, fifth place in today's stage and top six overall. Welcome, everybody. Tyler, Between Two Wheels podcast, stage 14, <clears throat> barn burner. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a little trouble sleeping last night, so I got up a little bit early. So I was able to watch the beginning stuff. Crazy start. <clears throat> we had some crashing. We had some people crashing out, some DNFs. Uh, and, and, and then we had a, a, a true, I mean, this is, this is actually piping up to be one of the best editions that we've had since over 1989, where it came down to the last eight seconds of, um, Laurent Fignon and, um, Greg LeMond, Greg LeMond wins, of course, coming from 50 seconds back on the Jean is a, uh, what, 15 mile or so time trial. Beautiful stuff. We may have the same stuff going on this year. Victor, thank you. Uh, good audio and video. We've had a, we've had some issues going lately. So uh, glad to see that you're chiming in here. Um, look, I, I this was this was a day where I was looking forward to it, and and, and I must say, I, you can't always hope and 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 plan for such good. Uh, bike racing, but we've had it 14 stages in, and I don't know what it is about the way they've done this where they put GC stuff early, but then they mix it in with some sprint stages. So we've got Philipson winning four stages. We had Mads Pedersen winning uh, another stage. Philipson was a second in that for sprinting. You mix those in with these GC days and these breakaway days where the GC guys are then, uh, hang on, let me fix this, where the GC guys apparently are kind of taking a day off and then killing it. So look, back in the good old uh, drugs days 
where everyone, it was like a Rocky movie, right? Where they're just slugging it out for 18 rounds. You're not seeing that. Matter of fact, we saw that on a climb, the final climb today, where you're kind of going at it and you can't just slug it out the way it is, but you have a few of these days back off, then you have them back on and it's good to go. Um, what do we say? <laughs> Mrs. Yonke needs the garage door opened. Uh, she, <laughs> damn it, that lady. I gave her the word last night. Uh, it's just, just uh, the, 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 she has a garage opener in her car. Her car happened to be in the garage. She took my car and then everyone on her family has an app and we were able to just open the garage door. Well, she didn't have the, the garage door opener. And for some reason, the app is beyond her. So I had to, t and I didn't use an iPhone as the camera, which syncs up with my Mac. So I couldn't just like open the garage door from my phone because it's on. The, it's, it was complicated to people. It was complicated. Uh, that was last night's error. Okay, let's get right to, um, hang on, let me, let me put this out here real quick. Um, okay, well, let's get right to what we had uh, to, for today's stage. We're gonna do it a little bit different. I usually show the GCN highlights, but we're gonna do these extended version of NBC. It just gives a little bit more um, stuff. So you saw the cat three, and I, what did I say? And I don't know how much I'm really buying into my own um, propaganda or, or suggestions, which was stages 11 through 13, Nelson Palace, take the day off. Those You don't get enough points for the effort you're going to be putting in to try to get, let's see, you know, something here. Let's see if we can do that. There we go. For the effort you're putting into the time for the, the KOMs to go out, wait till stage 14 and 15 and try to get some of those early numbers. So he, uh, he being uh, Nelson Palace, trying to do it now. When the big guys are starting to come out and fight for these mountain points, the king of the mountain jersey points, Nelson isn't quite there. And the fact that he has put so much effort early on, I think is just diminishing his attempts. But here you go. You had a cat three, a one, a one, uh, a sprint. And then you had the Col de la Ramaz, uh, cat one, and then the, the descent, and then the big Col de Juplan, and then down into Morzine. So... Uh, once again, we've talked about this stage, what, uh, six, uh, 16 or so back in the 2006 Tour de France. Um, Floyd Landis makes a great escape and up and over the droop line. Uh, also, um, Lance Armstrong, I think it was in his first Tour de France. He's bonked up the droop line. Uh, by the way, I checked out uh, the Move podcast today. Why? Uh, that, <laughs> it's always so painful. You know, for Lance, for all his great writing, I don't know if he just got told what to do or he was just so strong or the drugs were just so strong. It just seems like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, and George Hincapie does. Uh, Mason Marlowe chimed in. I, I'm here until my wife asked me something. Yes, I uh, appreciate that. It was good riding with you the other day. Okay, let's get right to it. Race starts out, what, 150-some kilometers, and right away you had a crash, a big crash. Um, and, and I was able to kind of check it out when I watched some of the replay on this and I rewatched the entire stage actually. And it looked like a lotto destiny rider comes around this corner and, and just slips out and then it takes everyone out. There was a little bit of water moisture on the road. So they had some problems with that. It's been hot days, finally a little bit of moisture, but you know, sometimes when you haven't had rain and all of a sudden you do have it, the motor oil on the road, it just makes it almost more slick. And I don't know if that's what it was, but he had Louis Menkes. They, they neutralized the whole entire stage. Uh, from this point. So look, carnage everywhere. AG2R rider over there. Um, Lotto Jumbo, I think that was Wilco Kelderman. He was really the only one. Chavez was mixed up in this. Like I said, Louis Menkes. 
um, and, and a few others. So there was some DNFs because this. They, they actually then um, neutralized the stage for about 25, 30 minutes, first six kilometers into the race, because there was too many um, ambulances that they <laughs> needed to take people out, and then they didn't have enough to actually support the race. So I, I, first of all, nothing was up the road. It was perfectly fine. They should have done that. It might have screwed over a few people, uh, but that's kind of just the way it was. They restarted it. Brakes are already going up the road. And um, there's, a, there's a recap here of the American teams, because I know, uh, Victor, we're always looking for this. Uh, Quinn Simmons has dropped out in what, stage six or so. Uh, you got Sepp Kuss going into the day at seventh place. And 48th, Mateo Jorgensen, uh, you know, hour 19 back. Uh, Nelson Palace going for the King of the Mountains, uh, hour 43. Kevin Vermark, uh, 154. Lawson Craddock at 226. Uh, and there it was. So then uh, the, the breaks are starting to happen. But before you get to the break... You then come around this corner. Um, I don't know if this pillow Bilbao, we could take a look here, but comes around this corner here. Uh, this left, it looks like innocuous, except for there's two riders off on the side. The whole DSM team is there. There's a guy just, just sitting here. There's like some barriers. There's like this, this road here. And then there's a, a EF rider over on the right-hand side. It was James Shaw of EF, and it was Roman Bardet. Uh, oh, yeah, Hindley. Thanks, Brian. Hindley, uh, Jai Hindley was in the crash, too. He got torn up a little bit. You didn't see that until actually on the final Jupline climb. The, the camera bike was over on his right-hand side, and you finally saw him cut up a little bit. Uh, but uh, there you go. There's uh, Roman Darbe. Sorry, Roman Darbe. Roman uh, Bardet and uh, James Shaw. They crashed out. They're done. So there was a, there was a few... Um, big hitters that, that, uh, didn't make the rest of the day today. Um, anyway, the break gets up the road and you've got Nilsson palace. He misses the first KOM to Ciccone. He goes around the wrong side of the, of the road, to, uh, with Ala Philippe in the mix and he just misses out. So then you're like, Oh, well, Ciccone's up looking for the day to, uh, really get up the road here. There's, there you have it right here. Uh, Nelson Palace went the wrong way, got pushed out kind of with Alaphilippe. Alaphilippe, what are you doing? And then um, you got uh, the win of Giacconi. And, and then you start to see that again. Giacconi gets up the road again, taking maximum points. And they don't really get much of a break here on the day. But he ends up getting up the road, taking maximum points. And he gets up there again with Mike Woods. They go over the next category is climb. And Ciccone takes that as well. But UAE was kind of just setting their time back there while John, uh, Jumbo was doing a lot of the motor work. So Jumbo's out there. They're working away. And they are going to take this on. And look, there's, there's some contention as to what if they, they did what they did was right. Their belief, and I believe uh, it's perfectly fine to do, and I think it's their best bet, which is, you saw Puidome as an example, and then you saw what uh, yesterday's stage, uh, where with that Grand Col Colombier, and the difference there was there was not much going on until the last climb, and then the last climb was explosive, and we saw that in both of those um, yesterday's uh, Colombier, uh, Pogacar was able to attack with like 500 meters to go, and he really just puts it down, and he go over to the top, and they're deficient, and he gets some time bonus on him. Puidome. The last 400 meter or 4K, there was the same type of issue. He broke the, but he tacked late in that one as well, and was able to snap it because that was all that they had concentrated. Whereas Jumbo believes that you get into the long mountains day after day after day, the way to break Pagachar is to take these climbs on hard, and if all things being even, because obviously. Um, Vinigo, Jonas is doing the same amount of riding as Pagachar, but when you wear both of them down, Pagachar 
then is less than Jonas. That's their theory. And, and actually, you, you look at it today and it's like, maybe so. Uh, because what you did, well, we'll get to that in a little bit here. Uh, anyway, Jumbo, you're a little worried because yesterday we saw Tish Benut, Wout, uh, Van Hoydonk, um, uh, Wilco Kelderman, uh, all getting shedded off the front of the field when they needed to be supporting Jonas, and they weren't there for him, but Sepkus is because they had done a lot of work trying to get in them breaks the day before that, but Sepkus wasn't. So they come into today and you're like, well, I wonder what's going to happen. Well, these guys are pros and they're some of the best and they rebounded just fine. So you had the full contingent of riders going up there, but you had the full contingent for UAT, UAE as well. So it really wasn't much uh, concern as far as that goes. Going over the Ramaz, you had a jumbo team looking just fine, um, bringing everybody in. And then they're going into the bottom here of the last climb, the Juplan. And with that, you had a little bit of a battle between Jumbo taking the reins, UAE taking the reins, and kind of fighting out who was going to be kind of the team in charge. And at one point, you had UAE out in the front. They're going fine. Wow, gets dropped. Next thing you know, because UAE, that was what was interesting, was UAE says, look, you can take the front, but we want to minimize who you have up here. So we're going to put our main guys on the front, Ralph and Micah, and he's going to get rid of your Domestiques, all except for Sepkus. Let's be honest, no one's happened. No one's getting rid of him except for Pagachar or Adam Yates. So they do that. Wout comes off, but Wout says, Interesting, I'm going to not let this happen. He gets back on, goes to the front, hits it hard, and Rafa Micah then gets dumped off, but so do a few other riders. Then Sepkus comes on to the front here. He hits it about 8K to go to the top of the climb. And he stays on there, driving everyone off but Pogachar, his teammate Jonas Dengigo, Adam Yates. Now Simon Yates is off. Henley's off. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez is able to stay on for Ineos as well. Remember, Ineos wins yesterday with uh, their Kwiatkowski gentleman. Okay, Sapkus is doing his thing till about four to go. So he's up there like four or five kilometers, setting a real hard tempo, but not going over the top on that. Brian says, did anyone miss the time cut? We'll check that uh, at the finish. I'm not sure. I think they made it in. I know Nelson Palace was uh, somewhat close. Adam Yates looking stellar. Unlike his brother, um, just a little bit of a cut above. He is, look, last year we had UAE came in here with McNulty. McNulty lit it up stage, I want to say 16, 15, something like that. Did an amazing job work for all the all, all tour, but did an amazing work for uh, Pogachar. Then we have the How to Come stage, which obviously had wow. But before that, we had a bunch of the guys and we had Sep Kuz. Sep, once again, uh, the, the lone star for all the tour wins that uh, Jumbo gets, Sep Kuz is the, the common denominator for everybody. So anyway, Sep Kuz, McNulty did it this year. Uh, Adam Yates is stepping up stellar role and he gets up here front. Sepkus goes off the back. And next thing you know, it's just these three, these three being Adam Yates, uh, Pogachar, Jonas Vingigo, but right about two, 3.7 to go. Uh, Vingigo, or sorry, uh, Pogachar decides, well, far, let me just back up a little bit. It was interesting to see that when Sepkus is on the front, Pogachar looks over at Adam Yates and he gives him a nod. And the nod is go to the front. He did that. It was just interesting to, to kind of observe the, the dynamics of that. 3.7, Pogachar attacks. Now, what we've seen the last few days where 
he's out of the saddle for uh, almost 30 seconds or so if you go back and look and it's enough that Jonas isn't able to do it. Now, he doesn't do that kind of attack today. And he got, goes with 3.6, 3.7 to the top of the climb. That's pretty pretty far out. So he's thinking he's feeling pretty good. But his snap is either not quite there or Jonas is feeling a little better. The point is, you didn't see that maximized. Now, with that in mind, you can't see Pogacar taking the same kind of uh, effort that he did at the last 500 meters of both of the of the two stages we talked about the Puy de Dome and the Colombier because that is going to the top of the climb and it's just 500 meters you die you die at the top you bury yourself anaerobic that's fine you don't need to recover you go sit on your bike after the finish this he can't do that he can't go anaerobic to the point where he's extended himself so much that no one can get on so with that in mind Jonas does what he does and this is what's great you're not seeing cracking from either one of these guys on any of these races to the point where they're just done and it's it's depletion. Uh, you know, speaking of which, Tom Pitt got got uh, jettisoned out pretty quick in this climb. I've been somewhat critical of the Ineos team having two guys up there, and Pitcock is behind. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez in time and two different times the Puy de Dome and the Colombier right near the top. Pidcock has gone over uh, and, and Carlos starts getting dropped and Pidcock is not doing anything to help salvage some time. I think I, I would estimate that he could have saved him maybe 15 seconds in that time period of pacing him to the top. And you're like, well, that's 15 seconds. Okay, well, but that's now you're going to see at the end of the day that that's an important 15 seconds. And if you're doing your job then because you're nowhere near now. And Pidcock is much more like what they, he's the more extreme version of Pogacar, which is short punch climbs, the long duration, not quite there. With that in mind, Pogacar takes off and you're getting this yo-yoing of about, you can see it here, maybe like three seconds, six seconds, not much. And with, and, and you're looking and you're like, okay, these guys aren't depleted. They're both just hammering it out. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And it, for two whole kilometers, you see this play out until Jonas comes right back to him. Now I would have been, I think they were both skunked at this point. They had done what they needed to do. And now they played tactics because if we didn't know going up and over the top of the Juplan, there was, uh, I want to say eight, five, two second time bonuses for first, second, and third. And then at the finish down at the bottom, there was another 10, six, four time bonus seconds. So with that in mind, Pogacar can't get a lead. He's leading the, the race in general. Let's go and out sprint Jonas over the top and take some time. And then I've got him at the finish too. So they just kind of play cat and mouse. Now at this point, they have almost 50 seconds over Carlos Rodriguez. I'm like a minute 30 over uh, Jai Hindley back there. Somewhere in between is Adam Yates. Uh, Sepp Kuss, they're all kind of like in that same little area. We don't really know, but these two play a little bit of game. I think they were both smoked. I think, I wonder, I wonder if either one of them had tried to attack at this point, if they would have blown the other person out and distanced them. I think the threat was uh, they both felt bad enough where they think that maybe if they had attacked, the other person would have easily gone and then gone over the top of them. So maybe Jonas, what he should have done was backed himself off just before he caught uh, Pogacar. I can see it's happening. Pogacar is kind of slowing him down to do it, recover, and then come up to him hard and hit and then sit and just kind of see what it would happen. It would have been a very interesting, uh, you know, at least segment to see there. Um, 
Lantern Rouge was saying Jonas should have recovered two seconds behind Pog and then attacked past instead of playing the game. I think that's what I just said too. Maybe he's copying me. I don't know. Should I watch this guy's uh, talk conversation? Uh, what's this uh, adding, uh, talking about the Lantern Rouge? I know Kurt, Kurt basically would sleep with that guy if he could. No, sometimes I disagree with this stuff. I, I, I actually, um, I, if he's saying that, then, then we're on the same page. Because I actually agree. You could play some tactics. The problem is you just don't know. I, I think they were both kind of bluffing. I, I just tend to think that both of them were somewhat skunked at this point and happy that either you got caught or that they weren't attacking. So uh, because otherwise, I think they would have gone for it again. Just just what I'm surmising. And then kind of what plays out. They both kind of just sit up here and it's just kind of freewheeling up to the top, uh, which is a really interesting little perspective that you're having. Um, now, let's go back here a bit because uh, see if we can find it. Here we go. Okay. 545 meters to go to the top. It's not super steep, okay, people? Uh, but what you end up seeing here is, th this is what we talked about the frim. Look at Pagachar hit out here, 500 meters to go. Jonas is easily on his wheel. Now, there's a motorbike up here, so Pagachar sits up right away, but he was not killing it. Matter of fact, he said in an interview, this kind of was a bullet shot, and it kind of wasted him. So, which, which plays into what we exactly were saying and about that being that they were both kind of dead at this point. Okay, we got some more uh, people chiming in here, question mark. I just tuned in, Kurt Mill said, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, will some riders just run out of fuel soon? Maybe. Um, I mean, look, f literally fuel, no. They're going to always have fuel on the road, but the way that their bodies are, are doing it it's over a three-week period, it's going to be tough. And, and you're already seeing that. Look at today. We'll break down the, the, the time gaps of the top 10, and there's huge time gaps. For, ten, for just the amount of nine seconds going into this stage, you're going to see gaps in the top 10 that are huge. And we used to see that. It would be like 15, 20 minutes to the top three back in the good old days, okay, in the 1980s as an example. Uh, Pogaccio, so these motorcycles get in the way and Pogaccio just sits there and, and then the crowd is, is a little bit too much. And, and then they both ride beside each other and, and I'm not really sure what's going on there, but the crowds are there. But look, 320, Pogaccio, I know you don't have the, the element of surprise, but now the road's clear, attack. Why are you not attacking like you just tried to do from 500? I believe... He would not have, matter of fact, I think, you know, I think people are everywhere on the internet and, and podcasts alone, are, are, and I haven't seen Chris uh, Horner's yet. They're all saying Pagachar would have easily won this. I surmise something different. I think he not only would have lost it, he might have, there might have been a time gap at the top. It wouldn't have mattered, but I think Jonas would have actually come over him and beat him because Jonas jumped on him pretty quick. He gave up really quickly. And if he really had the legs, he would have jumped here again at 300 meters. That's more than enough for him to get past and over the top of Jonas. Why is he not going here? And then he starts to, he, he leads in here and, oh, well, this, they're already missing it here. I'm sorry, I'm going past here. Jonas jumps him and easily gaps him and then takes the, the time bonuses. Total shocker. Now, look, Pogaccio tries to come over the top. Oh, this whole thing, he had had 55 or so seconds over Carlos Rodriguez. By the time that these two guys were uh, playing in the jungle gym all the way up the climb, Carlos Rodriguez it brings it back to 16 seconds over the top of the climb with Adam Yates. Now, this is some tomfoolery that I don't understand. Carlos Rodriguez rides away from them on the downhill. 
it blows my mind and it also it doesn't make any sense because you put a little effort it's always better just stay on this wheel because the time gaps at the finish start to get weird again you 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 hook onto Carlos Rodriguez. His whole thing here is not getting away for the stage win. It's getting away so he makes more of a time gap up into from Simon Yates and Jai Henley so he gets up into third place. That's his whole goal here. He would have dragged you to the finish, no problem. But for some reason, Pogacar doesn't grab the wheel, and then they have a gap to Adam Yates, and then they're waiting for Adam to come up. It's it's a it's a bizarre situation. He blows from 500 meter or meters to the top of the climb, all the way down to the bottom until Adam Yates finally gets there. Adam comes around too late. Carlos Rodriguez comes across for the win. And in the end, you've got, uh, let's see if we can actually see it come across the line here. Um, Adam Yates for fourth place, but uh, there you go. Pagachar comes around the corner and he's not, he's not making big gains. Those are, those are, those are sprint legs that look like they're, uh, they're just not really good and going. I mean, look, they're, they're in there close, but he's not. He's not making any gaps over over Jonas. Now, look, Jonas is a rider that has a decent punch. He's not your your Enric Moss type or, or some of these other climbers that just really doesn't have any. He's got a decent punch. Roglic and Pagachar are much better than him, but he when he when things are all equaled out, uh, he does tend to be uh, much better. Uh, if Jonas had been on Rodriguez's wheel, maybe they both gap Pog because they are better. To, yes, completely true. I don't know. Now, I, I think Jonas is like, look. I could do what I could do, but you're going to beat me in a sprint straight up at the finish. So I'm just sitting on your wheel. And and remember, they came over the top of the climb. Pogacar tried at that point to sprint away from him. So he was just kind of playing out, I think, a defensive mode. Plus, he was just like, I just took bonus seconds from you. What's what's going on here? Carlos Rodriguez of Ineos uh, wins a stage. Second place on the day is Pogacar. You've got Vindigo in third. Um, and, and by 10... Six, four, so only two seconds there. Uh, Tade would have been much better off to get Adam Yates up there to try to take that to have a, a third to fourth place finish between he and Vinigo. Because on the end of the day, uh, um, eight to five, I think, in the 10 2, uh, 10 five, uh, six, four, uh, Vinigo gains one second over Pogacar at the end of the day. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Okay, there, there's the recap of what I have. Let's take a look at the actual results on the day there we go Carlos Rodriguez we just walked through this five seconds back Vinigo and Pagatar Adam Yates coming in at 10 Sepp Kuz pulls in at 57 seconds in fifth place today great ride by him uh, and and like I talked about yesterday he does his work and then just kind of sits up and drives I mean he doesn't like push it would be interesting but he's got work to do. De Lillo's coming up on, what, stage 17? That's a, on Wednesday. That's going to be hell to pay. And after that, maybe we'll see what he can do. It would be interesting to see what he does in the time trial, though, too. Jai Hindley, 146. Felix Gall, riding a great race for AG2R, 146. Pelo Bilbao, 319. Simon Yates, at th- uh, 321. Martin Guillaume Martin at 557. David Gadu, same with spot. Tom Pitt got 12th place at eight nine. And look, this is when he's got Castro Viejo and Micah and some Emmanuel Bachman. But I think it's stop with Pitcock because he's kind of the next best, best uh kind of hope there. 840 down to 12th place. That's just crazy stuff. 
Um, as far as the GC goes, once again, pops up one second. Uh, Vinigo over Pogacar. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez moves all the way up one spot from uh, fourth into third. Jai Hindley drops down. He's got a second on him. This is what I was talking about. Pitcock, if you're doing your work for him on uh, Puy de Dome and the Colombier, maybe he actually has is, is, is in a better spot instead of one second. It might come down to it. I don't know, but um, we'll see what Pidcock does from here on out. Uh, if he's up there in the climbs with him, he seems to be the only Ineos rider left. Let's see if you do some work. And, and you don't get any of this criticism that I'm giving here, Pidcock, uh, on GCN or these other things because they're just, they're, they're, their pants are soaked over their love for Pidcock. So it's a, it's a tough thing for them to be somewhat um, skeptical of here. Um, let's just look at the Americans. I mean, look, we really have just Sepkus that we're looking at today. Jorgensen comes in hour 48. Oh, that's down. That's GC. Let's look at the stage. 29 minutes down, 32 for Paulus, Vermaka 36, and Craddock uh, down 119. Uh, three hours on these three guys. Um, five five of them left in the race. Quinn Simmons, like we said, dropped out. So it's really Sepkus, sixth on GC, eight minutes down. Points jersey. KOM. KOM. So uh, Jonas Vingago ties. Pagach, I mean, uh, Nilsson Palace on the KOM, but the tiebreaker is the most points scored on the last big climb. Boom, there you go. The HC, it was a scored all maximum points by Jonas Vingago, and then he comes over the finish. So uh, there you go. That's that's the their tiebreaker goes to Jonas, so he's actually in the KOM jersey. We'll go to all nations here, and you'll be able to see that. There you go. He moved up five places. Um we had the stage, GC, KOM, Youth, Pagachar, and Teams. Um, look at the GC here once again. So I think you can do time one and lost. Let's take a look at that. Okay, so Vinigo, like we said, gets one second. Carlos Rodriguez moves up here five seconds uh, up over in the top here. But he moves up one place. Sepkus goes from 10th to 6th. That's a big move. Felix Gall goes up five places. Simon Yates drops down one, uh, as does Bilbao. Three down for Pidcock, David Gadu. Three up for Big uh, Guillaume and uh, Buckman. Thibaut Pinot dropping out of the top 10 to 14. Uh, drops three places, 13 minutes out. And you're going to just, you're going to keep seeing that until he's uh, done and over as far as uh, this tour is. Okay. Uh, let's take a look here. Uh, there's some news things I wanted to go through. Uh, Brian says, can Rodriguez time trial? I don't think, uh, Hindley is that great. Okay. As far as time trial and go, cause that's, that's what we have. We'll look at the stages and then we'll talk about the time trial, which comes up on uh, Tuesday. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Rodriguez can time trial. Hindley did fairly well last year at the Giro. Okay, so not so good in 2020, much better last year, wins a time tr- uh, the Tour de France, I mean, sorry, the Giro d'Italia, actually, and time trials just fine. Um, I Look, people are saying out there, oh, so Pogacar is going to have the advantage here for the time trial. Is he, though? I mean, you look back, look at the last uh, stage in the Tour last year. Now, it was last year. Vinigo, time trial is just fine. And we'll look at, maybe we'll go to the bat, last two years of time trial. Last three is a little tough because Vinigo won, won, wasn't in there. And that was, uh, and, and it's a little bit more like Planche de Belfi time trial that you had with uh, Roglic and, um, and, and Pogacar rather than Vinigo. Vinigo f- flies. He, he, remember, he sat, you should watch the, the Netflix thing. He was going to win the time trial, the last final time trial last year. He sits up, lets Wout take the win, but he's no slouch. He's, 
he's not these climber types that you you know do great and then just not be able to time trial. He can slay contador style. So um, okay, master Mar Moto Mountain Masterpiece. I don't know what the fuck that's like. Uh, here's our buddy Joe Lindsay. We've read. It's from the Escape Collective. Uh, we've read stuff from him before. He he had that trash article I, I broke down a few years ago, talking about the tour of California. I just thought he was pathetic. Um, I don't know if there's anything good in here. Um, Vinigo didn't miss out. Uh, let's say where where were legs missing? Nope. The problem was the playing field, or rather, what was on it. Pagacho's progress was blocked by a pair of race motos, one French television, another El Equipe photographer, two of the highest ranking motorbikes of the race. Plowing their way through a tunnel of fans pressed in close on both sides. Pogacar's sudden attack caught them by surprise and hinned him. They couldn't accelerate fast enough to stay clear of the hard-charging UAE team. Look, totally agree. It was egregious what happened. They should put barriers up there, especially if they're going to put time bonuses on the top of a climb, then you, you've got to prepare for this kind of stuff. It uh, just doesn't make any sense, and so that needs to be done. Once again, though, I, I believe... Shit happens, okay, and things happen all the time. I believe if Pogacar was so above and beyond, one, he would have won. He wouldn't have waited for the last inside 100 meters and get smoked in the the kick there. He would have been ready for it. Did he expect it to just be handed to him? So with all this said and done, he still has the advantage. There, there's straight up on this everything being equal, he's gonna win the time the the sprint. So yeah, he got screwed out of this. I'm more of like, why are you still not winning this? Maybe you didn't have the legs. Let's that's, that's, that's keep that in mind. Uh, no Ghana for, or uh, no Jay for the time trial. No Kung, no TT specialist. True, Brian, but it is a cat to climb at the end. So uh, think of what we just had with the Giro and the final climb up there with Roglic and Chris, Wig- uh, Chris uh, what's his name? Wig- uh, not Wig- yeah, Wiggins? Wiggins, yeah, Bradley Wiggins. Uh, it's a little bit more like that. So I don't know if Kung's really in this or Ghana. It'll be interesting to see. It, it will. Uh, maybe Wout will be um, in there. Um, so look, this will be the thing raging on will, uh, forever. Uh, is will this, will this be the thing? I, and I hope that the race doesn't come down to that. I hope that, you know, one of the guys maybe puts 10, 15 seconds on the other for the time trial. Let's just take a look real quick here. Cycling News, uh, Carlos Rodriguez strikes a win for stage 14. Yeah, it was an impressive win. Back-to-back wins by Ineos. That was looking good for them. Uh, Tour de France deadlock remains despite Jumbo Visba power play. Okay. Pain in my backside. Henley takes, and, and by the way, I'd click on these and go through them, but they're all like, you got to pay for them. So it's just not happening. Henley uh, takes hit in crash mark Tour de France. Henley rode well today. So yeah, I know he was injured probably somewhat. We'll see what happens right coming before the, the, the rest day. So it was pretty good. Uh, Pogaccio, I wasted a bullet. Uh, Pogacar's attack blocked by motor. Now, I'm sorry. We we watched it. It was literally. Uh, we can't even go back and watch it again. It was so short. It was that. It was, if that was the wasted bullet. Now, maybe he means the wasted bullet is the opportunity of coming from behind. Okay, fine. Uh, I still think though you you are, <laughs> you can attack him from the front and and take him without a problem. There was many times you could have done that. So um, Slovenia missed out on top bonus, atop the top de Juplain when Tade lifted himself in the saddle. Five fifty to go or so from the summit. Uh, it should have been clear to everybody on the mountainside that he was preparing to accelerate with the force of a thousand. Okay, I can't read this. That's. I, I, <laughs> 
force of a, a thousand suns. Uh, you're just, you're a joke. Come on, people. Let's give me some, uh, oops. Okay. Um, let's go here. Pro cycling stats. Go back to the, the, was there any other lack of, oh, this was one here. Um, there was a, a news story that said lack of eating dense Pidcock's Tour de France challenge. Um, I was, it was a very hard day. It's a shame, really. I was so full of confidence this morning. I envisioned doing an epic attack over the top of the cold. Did you started full gas? And I just didn't really have it in me. Okay. Don't, don't be delusional there, Tom. Um, so there was the, the stage today. Let's go to tomorrow's. Uh, I was getting excited because I was thinking tomorrow was uh, cold at lows, but it's not. Um, here we go. Uh, well, Jonas won by the TT gearing like Primos, maybe. If they do a bike change, I would imagine. Jonas will do a bike change uh, to go for one by to two by, possibly. That's, that's Chris says, ask the question, and then Zimni answers that, and he should go three by just to be. <laughs> <laughs> safe uh exactly uh tomorrow cat one a cat one a three uh and then that two one combo so look we've we've seen this before where it's a day before this the, the rest day sometimes you see riders coming out all guns blazing because you get a day off some we have seen with uh tour de france uh gc guys where they just kind of play it safe the day before the i, I don't understand why because we want to see excitement but it's a lot of days and miles and miles and uh, elevation meters in their legs. So it might be a little tough, but that last climb is just begging for someone to go. So I'm hoping maybe Pidcock will take that opportunity and go. He's too far back for the GC. I want to see a GC battle. So it'd be fun. It'd be fun to see Sepp Kuss get up the road, maybe notch himself into a higher position. But uh, if you're jumbo, you don't actually want that to happen. So I don't think that would be smart to, to happen. Um, oh, I know what I was going to play. Let's go here to, um, there we go. This is, if you remember this, this was 2016. This is up the big crowds here. Now, Sepp PK, uh, the race radio for Tour de France, he said today this is maybe the biggest crowd he's ever seen going up to Juplan. So I don't know if it's the, like he said, the Netflix effect. But here's Richie Port uh, going up the Vontu <laughs> and straight into the, motorbike and that's where chris i don't mean to laugh but that's where chris Froome hits him and uh chris Froome then is running up the the, the road in his uh tidy whitey tidy yellows well, that guy's running after him um yeah there you go crazy shit that happened that's kind of what almost happened to today um okay so let's take a look i wanted to go through oh we go stage profiles um why don't we go to, let's go to the, the Tour de France from last year, last two years. How about we do that? 20, oh no, I wanted 2020, 2021. It would be good, you know, it'd be great if I, if I had all this taken care of. Um, where is the results? Okay, we'll go over here, this side here. Uh, time trial, let's just look at the time trials. Uh, stage 20. Um, Tadej Pogacar in 2020, he gets eighth place. Vinigo gets third place. So Vinigo, this is the year that um, uh, Pogacar wins over Jonas' uh, uh, first attempt at the tour. And uh, Jonas puts uh, gets 32 seconds back. 
while Pogacar is 57. So Jonas, you know, puts 20, 20 seconds or so into him. Okay. Pretty good. Right. Um, let's go to the Tour de France 2022. Oh, shit. You're, you're blowing it here, Tyler. Okay. 2022. That's the individual there. We don't really care about that one. Let's go to this one. Uh, Jonas. Uh, comes in 19 seconds. And how far back is Pogacar? Where are we at? Pogacar. Pogacar's right behind him, 27. But he sat up. So, look, what, what I'm telling you here, and how far was this? This was 40 kilometers. Uh, the other one, did anybody see how far the other one was? Do I have to go all the way back into this? Oh, he just passed it. Um, There it is. Doesn't say where. 30 kilometers. Okay. So 30 kilometers, 40 kilometers, and then tomorrow's, or, or sorry, uh, what day are we talking about here? Uh, Tuesday's race is 22 kilometers, but we got a little picture here. Point is, Vinigo head-to-head against Pogacar, last two tours, has put about 20 seconds into him. Now, last year, you saw, if you watched it at all, um, Pagachar could still win uh, a foot sprint. <laughs> yes, I believe you so. So here's the time trial. You're coming in on Tuesday. Uh, it's got a little bit of a drag here, 1.3 at 8.5 downhill. And then you've got this climb here, 2.8 at 8.5, uh, 6.3 at 6.6. Anyway, total combined uh, climb there. Um, into Comblot. I don't know anything about this. Uh, let's take a look at the actual profile. Looks somewhat technical. Goes out. There's a little switchy. That's probably the first climb. Then down, and then comes out here. You got some a U-turn type of thing, and then uh, up the climb and down. So that that this will be exciting to go. It will be see interesting to see if they do the bike change like we talked about before. I just throwing this out there. There's nothing to show that Pogachar should smoke Vingigo in a time trial. Nothing in this tour to show that these two are different. In, in, in fitness, in anything, uh, uh, climbs or whatnot. So with that in mind, it might be at all equal. One of them might be get over on the other. It might be all about, you know, marginal differences. Who knows? Uh, marginal gains or whatnot. But for the most part, we don't see any reason that um, the common consensus, I think Dan Lloyd or someone, oh, just, you know, Pogacar is going to just smoke him. And I'm, I, I don't know why. I don't know why you're saying that. It doesn't make sense. There's, there's nothing to show that that's the case. These guys are both really good time trialers, like really good, like win the stage type of time trialers. And I don't think this kind of type, uh, this time trial that we got coming up here on uh, Tuesday is going to be the one that enables itself to appear time trialist. So with that in mind, who knows? Tomorrow's stage, uh, I don't want to see a breakaway because I love to see the GC stuff go. You're going to see it. Pidcock style, a guy, a Pino, or, or maybe more Jorgensen, Mike Woods, again, trying to get in the breaks. One of those guys, lower tier. Will you see Jumbo trying to send someone up the road and then maybe slingshot someone over? It would be great since it's on a, a, a finish up on the top of a climb to see the GC guys go at it, blow yourselves out, get a rest day, and then whatnot. So that's uh, my prediction is if it's all together, look, Pogachar. And Jonas, Jumbo UAE, need a stage win. Still waiting for a stage win. All right. See you, everybody, tomorrow. Thanks. Bye.